<laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Half a Nice Day podcast with your host Joshua and Janine. And I'm pretty sure you guys must have enjoyed our new song, intro song, because we changed oh, it. Oh, yes. It's more punk rock now, it's my theme. It's more Joshua. I decided it. I did the whole uh, <laughs> renovation and remastering of this podcast, but uh, we have a brand new episode for you guys. It is the month of October. It's a very scary month. Halloween, breast cancer awareness, of course, and the guy from Green Day just woke up. And it's also Mental Health Awareness Month here, so you must have been like bombarded with company emails, getting sessions for like how to manage your anxiety, stress, everything. Management. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Instead of giving you a pay raise, they will send you these webinars. <laughs> And, and then the next day make you work overtime exactly it's like okay uh, that was one hour so you need to work another hour extra today but uh in spirit of mental health awareness month we have two amazing guests this is the first time we're also doing two guests on this podcast yeah so it did take us a little bit of time to set up i'm very sorry guys you had to wait they were on time surprisingly i thought like okay we'd have a lot of time but the the, the most on time guest yes. ever <laughs> So uh, thank you for coming, guys. Just a quick introduction. We have Eileen, who's the first, I know, the only Filipina psychologist. Yes. (laughs) What is it? Psychiatrist. (laughs) First Filipina, so the only Filipina psychologist here in the UAE or Dubai? UAE, as far as we know. As far as 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 we know, know, guys. So don't quote me on that. (laughs) And we also have Chanan. I'm saying it right. Yes. Uh, Who's also another psychologist here in the UAE. And... Just a heads up for you guys, we might be talking about some things that might might trigger something in you or something which is a little bit sensitive for you guys, but rest assured, we are here to help. We just want to create some awareness on this topic because it is a topic that is very near and dear to us. And we're here to answer some questions because we're not professionals, so we brought some professionals. <laughs> I mean, we were professionals until the real professionals walked <laughs> in and they're like, okay. But um, thank you guys for coming. Give it a round of applause for Eileen and Shana and everyone. Just going to woo ourselves. <laughs> Actually, we have a little guest on the floor as well. For those who are not watching the video, we have our little dog, Max, as well, who decided to sit in the middle of this whole studio. You haven't given him a mic, but I'm pretty enough, sure he'll, he'll be, be the third host. Stealing the show though a little bit later. Yeah, so you want to introduce yourselves and give us a little bit of an understanding of what you do, who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so I'm I'm Channon, like uh, Josh already introduced me. Um, so I've been in the UAE since I was eight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I've lived here, pretty much been a third culture kid myself. And I thought... You know, this is a great environment in which I can practice um, my profession. So I, you know, did my education and everything and then decided to come back here because I really thought maybe it can make a difference Mm -hmm. having a better understanding of what life is like here, you know, especially um, growing up, seeing a lot of things changing. So that was my journey with, you know, how I got to this point. Um, I've been a therapist for about three years now Mm. this is my third year well more than three years now (laughs) so um yeah uh, that's that's me in a nutshell in a nutshell yeah um eileen do you wanna yeah so i'm eileen 
and uh, I've been in UAE, I think, for more than a decade now, like 11 oh, wow. years. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't start as a psychologist here. Like mm-hmm. a lot of Filipinos, you know, we start as I started as a document controller in a contracting company. Oh wow! But yeah, psychology has always been my my passion. Like ever since, even before I knew what psychologists do, you know, I yeah. asked my sister, "Is there a job where I can help people?" You know, by talking to them, and said yes. So anyway. <laughs> Nice. So, yeah, I pursued it here. I took my master's degree here in UAE. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it took a while because it, it's expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we don't really yeah. get paid that much, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I did it. I made it. So, now I'm practicing here in Dubai. Wow. As the only, as far as we know, as <laughs> yeah. psychologist yeah, here in UAE. So, yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. So, <clears throat> when you grew up, both of you, were you like, did you know that? psychology was the way forward when it came to helping people or did you have like other dreams and ambitions but like you said you always wanted to help people yeah but is there was there anything else that you also wanted to try out doing for for like uh as as, as doing it as a you know living some something to (laughs) feed you and yeah like a passion or yeah like as a career yeah i think for the longest time this is so weird but i wanted to be a dentist Mm. because that's like oh that's really cool because all you have to do is like pull out teeth and that's (laughs) such an easy job right like um and then i started when i was in school i was like no you actually have to do so many things to get to that point yeah Yeah. so what's something else i can do which is still somewhat related to like human beings because i knew i wanted to be in that space right and um, one of my classmates was really interested in psychology. I didn't even know what it was at that point. But then I was like, oh, this seems interesting. So she actually, very funny, she ended up being a dentist. So she's a <laughs> dentist. But then I was like, this is really cool. And then I started you know, looking into it. And I was like, well, I think this is what I want to do. So nice. for me, it was, yeah dentist and then at some point i was also like maybe i'll be a journalist because you get to travel mm-hmm. and then eventually it was like no let's let's be a little more grounded right. and figure okay. out what you yeah. want to do so yeah 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 so eventually you swapped with your friend she became the dentist well yeah yeah you're yeah. now Those like, switcheroo. Hey. yeah <laughs> and and you said you were a document controller yeah prior before, yeah H- how oh. many years were you uh, i think i was controller? three years Nice. Almost three years, and then I became an executive secretary for someone. Yeah, yeah. the Filipino way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, that's our only route here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I wasn't happy. I mean, earning is fine, but you know, it's not. It's not Fulfilling. my calling. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't my calling. Yeah. So I'm like, I've had enough. I'm just gonna enroll at this school. Mm-hmm. It was the only school with uh, clinical psychology as okay. master's degree. So I'm like, I'm just gonna enroll here. I don't know how I'm gonna pay it. Right. But, you know, as soon as you're there, you just learn and you're spending the years and you pay whatever. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. you learned as much as you can. And yeah. Like, exactly. I'll use up every edu- every exactly. single education that yeah. I can get from exactly. here. Exactly. And Thanks. then, yeah, I uh, I had to resign. But then uh, I I got in there as a research assistant as well mm-hmm. at the university. So that, oh, that wow. paid for at least a semester. Right. Okay. So you're working yeah. while studying yeah. at the same time. Okay. See, you find ways. You find ways if yeah. you want it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you really want it, you just have to be creative and know mm-hmm. what are the different avenues that you can take to push through. That's that's very inspiring. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. 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 But it's really cool that like you guys have been like practicing it over here. I know it's such a 
a very hard industry as i would say especially finding clients to some extent hmm. um i don't know how often like people actually come to like a, a clinic and like want to actually like speak to someone yeah. check what's wrong like what's going on in their mind because i know like sometimes like especially in the beginning like janina and i we uh i was very hesitant on like sharing a few things yeah. and uh, same with her because like we do have like a history of like certain traumas that have affected mm. us but it made us who we are today yeah um how is it being like a a therapist in this region like do you have like a lot of people who come to you with with like a very common problem like you can see a common denominator and like whatever they talk about or is it like something that you find is always unique to each individual who comes in um i think the issues can be common but the way they experience them are very different right okay. so it is very individual to individual how you cope with whatever's going on right. even something like just anxiety right or depression which are very common now yeah. and and commonly known um but how they come up in one person uh, can be like very different from someone else right mm-hmm. so yes to some extent there is a lot of like commonality in all the things that are coming up but also like at the end of the day the approach you need to have the way that you need to interact with your clients will be very different so okay. um so i think yeah that that is something that i've seen so far with with practice and i think eileen will also agree that another aspect is like your cultural background and the way you've grown up right. is very important mm-hmm. um because that is basically a blueprint of how you're going to start living your life right mm-hmm. like whatever you've grown up with whatever you've experienced like you said you know your traumas have made you the people you are today um but that also means that the way you cope with things is going to be very different right because yeah. it's based on those experiences so yeah that's how i look at it you know more so than oh like this is very common and then like mm-hmm. this is one um straightforward approach to how we deal with it i guess okay yeah but if we're gonna talk about numbers like they do it here uh, statistically yeah. speaking the most common is depression okay in the uae mm-hmm. and it's one in five people i think yeah, right like that's five. the it's yeah. max here <laughs> like four of us and then max, max is the, the one <laughs> it's max that's it that's quite a high number it yeah, is actually. and actually uh, last year i mentioned this into one of my webinars like uh, they made an article about how the youth are mm. experiencing depression mm. so yeah. very very early on mm. people are d- experiencing depression here in, in uae in dubai yeah. So it's really something that needs to be addressed. But I also want to point out that you don't have to have a disorder to go seek psychological yeah. help right. because I received uh, like a couple of calls already who who are like fine, they're fine. But they want they have a lot of things to unpack as well. Like right. you mentioned like you grew up with some traumas, yeah. right? And just when I say trauma, I want to clarify that it doesn't have to be a disaster. It doesn't have to be, you know, a sexual trauma or like a physical trauma, but we are brought up by humans yeah so they're bound to make mistakes yeah. right and uh, we build our yeah. schemas around that so a lot of uh, like i had two calls already who just wants to unpack like because they notice a, a, a pattern in their behaviors like how yeah. they tend to push people away even though they don't want to do that mm. but they can't help but do it because that's how they cope you know that's mm. how they they yeah. respond yeah it's like years and years they've been doing exactly. that so it was their natural response yeah, yeah. okay yeah. that's how they feel safe as well yeah right 
So yeah, you you need therapists to actually help you unpack things and yeah, help you, you know. I think it's always nice to have like a a different perspective from a different person, especially someone who's professional. 100%. Because yeah. again, there are some people who tend to bottle things up mm-hmm. and I myself, Josh, the same. Yeah. When when something happens and we're we're agitated or we're anxious, we just tend to like shut down. Yeah. And it's just uh, basically for me. It's like just to avoid conflict in any way. Yeah. It's like why would I blow this up if it's just gonna sit with me for like five minutes? Yeah. yeah. Instead of like talking about it and sharing my feelings. Plus, I'm a man, so I don't need to do that. Men don't have feelings. Yeah. Men don't cry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it it is something that I think needs a lot more attention these days, a lot more awareness, and yeah, and um, and that's why we have you guys here because. We, are, we were actually sent a question from mm-hmm. one of our listeners. Uh, we actually get questions a lot on this podcast. Yeah. And we also get some on mental health. But we just give them like very generic stuff. Like uh, just go stand in yeah. the sun for like five minutes <laughs> and you're good. And, or something like that. But but, I think it's also about relatability, right? Like people are asking you these things because they can relate to you and yeah. feel safe around you. And that yeah. is one of the biggest things with therapy as well. I think it's creating that safe space where you can talk about whatever it is that you're going through it doesn't have to be like eileen said a disaster that you have to come in for it yeah. can also be something like hey this really nice thing happened but i don't have anyone to share it with and yeah. i want to let you know and these these are my emotions around it so mm-hmm. it is like a big range of things that um you deal with mm-hmm. in, in a therapy like setting yeah. as well so yeah and and that's the human connection that you know you both are able to offer if people can listen to you and feel good about that then yeah yeah i like that you touched upon this the word safe because it takes a lot from other people to actually share yeah Mm -hmm. and so we do commend some of the people who are sending you know us sometimes anonymous sometimes yeah they reveal themselves to us but then they're not comfortable sharing to the wider audience so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna read one of the handy advice questions that were sent to us um did she say that we can tell her name yeah she 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 also messaged us on instagram Instagram. i siri i siri shout out to her she's actually filipino and she she okay i don't know how she said i pronounce it i see but it's the spelling is i s i pronounced as i see okay so this is icy's question um okay so she says if you guys are bothered by something in life or anxious about something what do you guys usually do to cope with it i usually do sublimation which is a mature way of coping based on what a therapist your millennial psychologist in facebook shared in her page as a 32 year old lady in manila the more i know how others deal with their bouts of anxiousness from time to time is helpful Heck, I listen to your podcast while doing chores in the house and while cooking and gives me relief. Yes, that's it. That's what I just want to know. And I'm still stuck in your earlier episodes because life <laughs> happened. Haha. <laughs> I love you guys. Sending love from Manila. That's so Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, so sweet. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Icy. So maybe we'll just break some of her but, questions uh, Before down. we go, I want to know what sub... Do you know what sublim- sublimination is? Sublimation. Yeah, sublimation. It's, yes. it's actually a coping mechanism by Freud. Which okay. basically, when someone is in distress, uh, instead of doing like a harmful way to cope with things, you yeah. direct it into a more socially acceptable action. 
Like okay, so like distracting yourself in a way? Yeah, so, basically okay. if you're stressed, like instead of, I don't know, like uh, using drinking as a way to cope, okay, like you okay. go for a run. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. okay. So something that's more beneficial exactly. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, socially acceptable because some yeah. people when they're in distress, they break stuff, right? right. Yeah. yeah. But so instead of doing that. Acceptable <laughs> 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 for you. <laughs> Okay, guys. <laughs> That's why you can see some broken stuff around. That's where we're all facing towards you. We have a notice, like. <laughs> That's a joke. That's yeah. a joke. <laughs> so, you can also do other things like, I don't know, cooking. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Putting your energy into something that's yeah. a little bit more beneficial. Exercise. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, she, she does that. Yeah. Okay. But wait, uh, she mentioned that she heard it from a millennial psychologist I in Facebook. I think that was a page on yeah. Facebook. Someone called so, a millennial psychologist. I just want to mention that please be careful about mm. the following this so-called psychologist or coaches and therapists and, right. uh, online because there's been a controversy around that. Especially those in TikTok. You don't really know if they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're you know, yeah, yeah. Or not. Yeah. so I saw yeah. one clip of this lady giving an advice, you know, about sitting up with your emotions and stuff. But they're mm. giving a really like uh, hypothetical situations, mm. which yeah. might confuse those who are really suffering from yeah. mental illness or who are in distress. Because they cannot relate and, you know, yeah. if it's that easy, why can't I do it, you know? Mm. So please be... Yeah, very mindful. careful. Yeah, be yeah. very careful. No, I, I, I don't ag- trust them so easily. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, I agree on this. Uh, before we answer the question, I just want to share what what my experience was on this. But yeah, there is a rise of these so-called like medical influencers out there, yeah. and they have like a a standard answer to everything. But like you mentioned in the beginning, everyone is so unique. Everyone does have mm-hmm. their maybe a similar trauma but the yeah. way that they dealt with it is very different so like having a one size fit all kind of solution really doesn't work and it should be i guess tailor-made to some extent it is 100 percent, yeah. and then that's very important because like you said a lot of the times it's very hypothetical scenarios that they're talking about and i think because Again, when you amass such a following and there's people listening to you, no matter how many disclaimers you put in terms of this is not medical advice, and please, yeah, 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 but yeah, but yeah, someone's sure. still gonna follow that because you know it's that um, it's that whole effect of like a lab coat effect, basically because you are that person in that position of power, mm. then you have that effect regardless of what you're saying. So yeah. people are going to perceive that as oh, this is the expert sharing this thing with mm. us. Um, whereas that might not necessarily be the case, right? Like, mm. there's also this other side and rise of people becoming like um, healing coaches and the right. this thing and the other thing. Like, so we did a three-hour program, we did a one-hour workshop, and but you don't have the skill set then to really help the people because I yeah. it's still okay when it's. Um, the smaller things, right? Maybe that yes. they're dealing with, but things like, for example, um, alcoholism, right? Yeah. There was some person who was like, "Oh, we can treat this in like six uh, meetings and then through a healing process, whatever." But yeah. also, at the end of the day, you have to understand that people who have alcohol addiction are like it's a chemical bond that is present in their body, right? So if you're just telling them don't drink and focus your energy somewhere else well 
really it's work. also maybe going to send their body into shock yeah you know like because there's withdrawal and there's very real um rejection of yeah absolutely that, yeah. you know so yeah. these are the very like real sides of things like this mm. having an impact like it's all great on social media otherwise but you know yeah. rant <laughs> you, you know it's true because maybe what's dangerous about it as well because it's so easily shareable so let's say a friend confided to another friend and got a little bit of the story of what's happening with that friend Mm -hmm. sees this video and then shares it to her to him and then it starts this effect of oh actually yeah yeah, maybe this will work for me but as you said it might not and maybe it can aggravate it even Mm. more because they're going into a route that is not supposed to be taken with what they're what they're going through so exactly yeah i think that's a good disclaimer like we have to yeah. be careful sometimes it does help as you said no, 100%, there are little tips yeah, here and yeah, there yeah. that you can apply to your yeah. life but you need to get a bigger or a fuller picture yeah. of what's happening in order to really yeah it's, it's it such a deep thing that happens in the back and like i'm just giving like an example of like a shopaholic you'll say oh just yeah. carry cash wherever you go but then yeah. again it's like oh i still have my card with me and then like yeah. so it's it's just like very silly examples yeah. but at the end of the day like it's it's really hard to even make a small change especially when you have like such a big addiction yeah. going on yeah so yeah. yeah yeah good advice okay so shall we break down her question yeah. if if you guys are bothered by something in life or anxious about something what do you guys usually do to cope with it mm-hmm. you go first uh okay my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm no psychologist of course this is a disclaimer i'm gonna put it over there but the way I currently deal with something that's really making me anxious, like, oh, there's a there's a deadline or something coming up or I have yeah. to submit something. I'm a guy who does everything last minute, basically. So I will, like, literally hold it on to, like, the 11th hour and just power through it. I, I, I know, like, people, when they do interviews, they're like, I work well under pressure. But for me, yeah. it's like, I only work under pressure. Because <laughs> other days, I'm, like, super lazy. I get easily distracted. But... Um, I don't usually find something to like dr- uh, draw my attention away from the certain task, but yeah, it, it just naturally happens. Like last night, I was like, I need a new deodorant, and it's already like one a.m. and I was like, spent like thirty minutes on Amazon just trying to find like the right deodorant. Even if I knew I had a podcast in the morning, I'm sorry, guys, but <laughs> <laughs> but like literally, like I get super distracted very yeah. easily. Um, I know there are certain terms when you when you start like, uh doing things last minute or i'm more i'm more yeah procrastination is like the word but there's something about like the night where i get i feel like i'm in control of myself more in the night so i'm more of a night owl that's when i do a lot of Mm -hmm. my my things like my mind is literally in overdrive in the night uh that's when i think of jokes that's when i write jokes and uh but yeah i think it's not the best way like compared to the sublimation which is like at least redirecting it to something more positive but for me i just like to really really like keep things till like the last moment especially if it makes me anxious Mm. but in my mind it's like it's just like a parked vehicle like it's still there i know it's there yeah and i know like like there's things that i've seen online oh do the hardest task that you have to do in the morning so at least for the rest of the day you're fine yeah so things like that same things like that basically yeah for me when i get anxious i try to like not talk to anyone because I tend to lash out, like, to Josh or Max, <laughs> you know, when I'm walking and I'm super anxious, like, yeah. I try to cut the walk short. Yeah. I'm like, I just need to go home. Mm. And 
I just need to like be in my thoughts. Like sometimes I talk to myself in my head, like what's happening? Why are you anxious? And then trying to trace yeah. back what actually made me like push Josh away, be mad at Max, like what is happening? And then start like trying Can to you understand. fix our relationship though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to get married. <laughs> How no, does but that make yeah. you feel? <laughs> I, I just try to think of the the I try to be quiet in that moment and let me understand that okay I'm having a you know either an anxiety attack or a panic attack or I'm really being anxious but I can live through it and then think of trace back to what made me or what aggravated my anxiety so that's that's what I do miss icy yeah so yeah. now let's hear the profession so now like what you guys are doing is completely wrong <laughs> no <laughs> but what, what what are the tips that you would say that you do when you feel okay something's coming i'm not feeling right this is not okay like like just maybe like since today i don't know have you ever done a pod- podcast before no, or no? so like i'm a little first. bit anxious about today yeah so is yeah. there like something we're fine um no um but with anxiousness like personally and this is something i've started doing more recently as well is just trying to take a step back from what's happening yeah. right like because even before i can start thinking about it i need to be in a space where i can like calm myself down yeah. so even something as simple as like just breathing a couple of times mm-hmm. like you know taking that moment being really like mindful about i'm taking a step back yeah and you know like that helps clear some of that already so then when you get to that point like you said janine like you know tracing back the steps of mm. oh where is this coming from that makes it easy yeah. um when but you're in a calm state yeah yeah then, yeah yeah if you're already agitated yeah. and anxious and yeah you're trying to step back yeah it's uh, gonna happen and because then that's like extra stress right because then you're like well why can't i figure this out like you know i i know what's going on i know i'm anxious mm. why can't i think about it why can't i deal with this so then you're adding another layer of pressure mm. But when you are able to calm yourself first, then, you know, maybe it's easier to also be kinder to yourself in your head and your thoughts and what's going on at that time. So um, and then you can deal with it in a way that, you know, makes sense to you. Mm. So that, that's what I do. Um, yeah. But also something that does really work and it's something I do recommend to people when they're feeling anxious. So, yeah. Yeah, so for me, uh, well, anxiety is our body's way to respond to stress, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very important to recognize what is the trigger of that stress. So I have different kinds of coping depends on what stresses me out. Mm. So for example, if I have to perform, like do a masterclass, which I did not too long ago. So the trigger is about me, you know talking in front of people which i really hate <laughs> right because yeah. yeah i have a yeah. performance anxiety i i don't want to mess up i don't want to sound like a complete you know fool mm-hmm. so what i do is yeah i over prepare okay. my materials which mm-hmm. is which gives a relief you know if you know mm, you're yes. prepared okay. and uh well mostly i talk to people Chanan, she's my good friend. So yeah, and she's yeah. a psychologist. I get yeah. free, yeah. <laughs> like for free therapy. Free therapy, of course. <laughs> perks, right? So yeah, perks of the job. Yeah, for someone who's also suffering from imposter syndrome, mm. yeah. yes, psychologists also have mental health issues. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Everyone I think does. that's good because 
you're not perfect as no, well. No, not at all. What are you yeah. saying? We're perfect. No, no. no. <laughs> it's a better like, psychologist than <laughs> says they're the best and perfect mind. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think yeah. it's important to acknowledge that. And the reason why you guys are also good at what you're doing because you know you've experienced it or you're experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know what what it's like firsthand feeling of what yeah. your, your clients are feeling as yeah. well. Sure. Yeah. And these are very human like emotions and, and feelings and experiences mm-hmm. that yeah. everyone goes through. It's yeah. not just you know, I've never felt anxiety before. No, like everyone feels anxiety to some degree or like anxious about something or the other, you yeah. know. And yeah. um, so yeah, it's really important to know what's triggering you mm-hmm. so for some people they get anxious because they are overly jealous about their partner for right. example so what you can do is you can challenge your thoughts right <laughs> josh is just living <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah you can you know check your thoughts like are you mm. making sense right now yeah right. you know right yeah. What's your evidence to mm-hmm. support that your 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 partner is cheating or that he might be cheating on you? Right. Yeah, I like right. that evidence because yeah. that's the truth. Yeah. yeah, like sometimes our minds can play games. They, yeah, and they do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They really do. And they're like, oh, but what if? Yeah, what if he's actually not here because he's with someone else? And yeah, this, but that's not the truth. Yeah, you know? like so, that's not the reality of yeah. what you've experienced before. Yeah. But a lot of times, the anxiety, like you said, is about the possible what ifs which are negative or like really uh make us feel bad about ourselves yeah so it's important to like trace back and go well that doesn't make sense because so far my life with my partner has been xyz right so yeah and if you're coming from a place of trauma like someone cheated on you yeah it's good to remember like no but he's not that person yeah you know i know him and he's not like that yeah that's why Yeah. yeah different people yeah. exactly. different behaviors yeah you can't put a you can't put one behavior in one box no yeah. no no but but just to add to that like if because like my my last relationship she she came from a history of like cheating on like literally on every level especially like with all her exes i think there was not even one person yeah. who did not okay and it it was like um projected towards me and like yeah. Like Janine knows, like it's it's a very long story, but like every time, like I had to go out, I had to like maybe send a selfie just to like calm her down. See, there's no yeah. one around me, oh my yeah. God. or like mm-hmm. uh, be on the phone with yeah. her. She would like randomly call. Yeah. Just like, where are you? I'm like, I'm at home. Like, oh, yeah. can you video call? I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. But I know it was yeah. just like trying to yeah. help her be less anxious, and it was very tough from my side. I, yeah. I have to say, like, I I know that it's exhausting. It, it is. It is very exhausting. It's very like, tiring. No matter what I try to say or what I try to do. Yeah. She would never believe it. And then when, especially since like I'm a, uh, like I do comedy as well. And I have like people coming up to me, also girls coming up to me saying, oh, I yeah. found your material very relatable. Can I get your Instagram? Or is like, when is yeah. your next show? So when she sees like girls talking to me, it would also trigger her. And she would come say, oh, you was this. Stand beside me. Hi, I'm Joshua's girlfriend. She would introduce. And I'm like, that's totally fine. Whatever you want to do to, to cope up with whatever yeah. you're feeling. But then. It was just very hard on like the partner. Yeah, mm. but it's it, difficult when it spills over to and, you, yes, right? Exactly, like yeah. it's it's not just now her coping mechanism. It's also like how do like I'm involving my uh, like partner into this space yeah. as well mm-hmm. and has to adhere to then my um, way of dealing with things, which 
like you said, it's very exhausting yeah. and like takes a toll on you eventually. Yeah. Especially when it's projected to like yeah. partner, your parents, siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, one experience can really trigger a lot of yeah. things. What would you say is the best approach as someone who's on the other end? Like just like Josh, like how do you handle friends, family members who are projecting their their you know either depression yeah should like i be feeding it and trying to make her feel better but then at the same time i'm taking Mm. a toll on your own on my own i have to like keep my video call on wherever i go or like send a picture like i have to constantly be on my phone just like giving her that assurance that i'm i'm like i'm alone or i'm with my friend because there was a time where like i was taking a picture and there was a girl's foot in the picture And it was my friend, but I made the mistake of saying that I was alone. But it was literally one of my closest uh, friends ever. Yeah. And she saw it and like called, and she was not even in the country. And she's like, "Who are you with? Yeah. You said you were alone. Why is there?" I'm like, "It's." Then I'm like, "It's my best friend. You already met her as well." Yeah, and she's like, yeah. five years younger than me. Yeah. I'm like the girl. Like I would never even do anything with at the back yeah. of my. Like she's a guy yeah. to me, but yeah. it triggered a lot of things. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it was it was something like that. Yeah. So. How would you tackle something like that? Because whenever, when like you said, everyone is different. They all have their ways of coping with it. Like, yeah. uh, what we got as a question. So, how would you advise that? I mean, yeah. So this lady obviously has an anxious attachment style. Mm-hmm. So she's coming from somewhere deep down. You yeah. know. Um. Yeah. These types of people are the ones who actually always seek for reassurances. Yeah. Mm. But as you said, it could be exhausting because it's actually become toxic, right? right? So I think it's important that you set boundaries as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is actually attached, yes. Mm. But you have to, okay, uh, reassuring her for, you know, at this, uh, from the beginning is fine, constantly yeah. is fine. But there has to be a line where you have to live your life as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's either she trusts you enough to do the things that you need to do, mm-hmm. or not, because yeah. you cannot keep, you know, surrendering your needs for hers, yeah. because mm-hmm. then it would be also emotionally draining yeah. and exhausting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I think having a conversation around, you know, like where does my role as a partner end and where does the role of someone as a therapist begin right Right? like am i stepping into the shoes of now somebody who's because when you're in a relationship it's a partnership right like it's Mm -hmm. both people working towards things together working towards like life together but then if you feel like you're the one just giving too much all the time then you know you have to maybe then have a conversation or check in and then say you know how do i get to take a step back so that you're able to take on some um, responsibility for some of the way that you're feeling and that's not coming from a place of like i'm abandoning you but it's more like you know um what happens for whatever reason if you're not in that person's life anymore right Mm. so you cannot be that source of um support throughout right it has to also come from within Yeah. yeah So it's also about like, I guess, supporting that person's journey, but in a way where it's not taking over your life completely as well. Mm. Because then things like resentment, things like, you know, um, maybe like even hatred to some extent can come up. If it continues that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, each person would have their own needs as well. So if that's not being fulfilled and you keep giving, 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 then at one point you're going to snap. 
yeah as well so yeah it's easier said than done yeah. we know that's yeah. so true yeah. that's yeah. so true like how do because for me even like like initiating a, a difficult topic like with yeah. anyone not even yeah. like Jenny. Jenny yeah. is a little bit easier because we already yeah. have that bond but like uh just like having that first like should i tell her yeah. about like that thing what she said that make me feel okay yeah yeah or should i just let it sit but but like you said like you can only do so much until yeah. that person actually takes whatever you told them and actually implements it because yeah. even when uh initially when i started therapy they would give like small homework assignments and i would never yeah. do it i'm like oh, okay okay uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll do that yeah. this is non-compliant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bad <laughs> and those, those homeworks homeworks help you because yeah. it actually pushes you to your uncomfortable zone yeah but it's 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 really in. hard it's it is it hard. is it's it not is. easy because it's really stepping out of your comfort zone to do some yeah. some of these things yeah and sometimes they're just boring things like it's it's okay to be honest like, yeah it's like i don't want to do this like weird boring task yeah but, um but then maybe you can you know have a conversation with your therapist about it and mm-hmm. the tasks can change in in a way that you know still is something like you're baby interested steps in and then yeah yeah yeah, that. yeah okay yeah. i think that's that's a very very good point because you have to be super like 100% honest with your therapist yeah. right you can't just go in with hold some information yeah. or be like mm, maybe like i shouldn't do this homework and just tell her i did it or tell him i did it so the therapist is not getting the full picture and yeah. you might steer that person into a direction that you think they're ready for but actually they're they're not yet ready so yeah but yeah in but therapy in though we encounter this a lot like it mm-hmm. takes a while for them to be fully honest with right. us yeah because it's not easy yeah, yeah. even if it's yeah you know talking to a stranger it's really not easy yeah, yeah. even and- if it's something like um you know i didn't feel comfortable the way you spoke to me mm-hmm. like you know like being able to say that to your therapist as well or like that certain topic did yeah. not sit right with yeah. me can yeah. we do something else yeah i think that's very important would you say that comes from the fact that because we're in the middle east and you know, or you know asia as a region it comes from a generational understanding that you don't need therapy that just sit with it or just move on with it just do it like these are the things that our grandparents or great-grandparents used to say to their children yeah you know depression is not even a word that is recognized in even until now some of the asian households or some of the arab households like do you see that very common in the people that you meet in filipino community especially oh yeah right we have what is called like um positive toxic Toxic positive. To- yeah. Toxic positivity. <laughs> yes. Such a worthy word. <laughs> yeah. Toxic positivity, right? Yeah. Like, why are you sad? You have so many good things going on in your life. Yeah, that's right? the main thing, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So we end up feeling not heard, not understood. Because we Gosh. already know. People know what they have. People know yeah. what blessings they have. And yet they still feel depressed and yeah. unhappy. Yeah. So it adds to their guilt as well guilt feelings as well right mm. so you don't need another person telling you all the good things in your life you already know them. yeah but it's so common in filipino culture especially I yeah. Think. yeah i'm not sure about i think most asian cultures right it's like well Probably. you're better off than this person mm. so yes. what are you what do you have to be sad about you know mm. or like what is wrong with the way that I brought you up that you're feeling this way? Like, this is something very common in mm. Asian households as well. Like, this is my 
like what what were we not able to teach you as parents that you know you're in this space or yeah. that whatever the actions of you as a child are somehow reflective back on the way we've brought you up and sometimes it's even worse <laughs> they compare their childhood to yours like mm, you had it much true. easier than us when we yeah. were growing up we only had one rice and yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know i had to walk all the way to school yeah. now you have your own bus you know exactly yeah. I'd have to call someone it would take like i have to go to the phone pay phone and exactly put in so it's really pay, invalidating yeah. right you feel invalidated yeah. you feel like i should so i shouldn't be feeling this way but why do I? So, you know? Yeah. And as you said, the guilt comes. The guilt yeah. comes. And it's connected to what you said earlier. You have to be kind to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you, well, it, it's difficult if you keep hearing these yeah. conversations or maybe not even having these conversations. Yeah. Again, but it's the implication that you cannot have these conversations, that you cannot come to us with these things because these things are Should like be there? the minuscule, right? Like yeah. they don't matter. The, yeah why are you sad like mm. just just be happy cheer up yes. you know like i think i've heard, <laughs> that. I think I've heard that just be happy don't be anxious yeah like how come it seems like you're living a good life yeah. and again like what you project on social media is very different from yeah. your real life so yeah. friends will start asking like oh you're sad why mm. you looked okay yeah on social media you're posting so many nice things yeah you have a great job you have this you have that why are you sad? Yeah. How? How? Like, how is that even possible that you're sad? Yeah. No, but is there a way for, like, us to... Because a lot of it is, like, um, those, like, positive uh, affirmations and being, yeah. like, keeping a gratitude journal. Like, yeah. oh, today I walked 5K steps. And, yeah. yeah, so these are small things that make us feel better. Yeah. But like you said, like, even if, like, I, like, like I have a stable job, I have a yeah. car, I have an apartment, I have a good group of friends but i still come home every day feeling empty yeah so how does those two things like work together is there is it like a lot of benefit in like writing down like small things that you are thankful for because like even for me like i would be on like instagram and i'll see like a like a child without feet but he's like playing piano or something or like violin and he's like oh and he's very happy in his life but i'm like i have like a full working body and i still feel like I'm not the person who I'm meant to be or there's so much more that I can be doing. So like these are sort of things that... But isn't that like guilt coming back up into play like, oh, like I'm an able-bodied person whereas this is not. So then why am I like, you know, not doing like Mm -hmm. more productive things with my life, for example, right? So uh, I I think that it's, again, like that whole concept of, well, you should be grateful for what you have and if you are not, then you're doing something wrong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and it comes again it's difficult because it's generational it's like your great-grandparents yeah. to your grandparents to your mm. mom yeah and then your sibling so yeah. you've lived your whole life allowing yourself to say this is not okay like i, sh- I can't feel i shouldn't be feeling yeah. this way and then suddenly you realize oh i can't feel yeah. this way so your head is just like what am i supposed to feel yeah. you don't even know this is where yeah, we get yeah. gaslight by a lot of people around us that we do it to ourselves as well yeah you know it's become an automatic response to yeah. how we feel yeah. mm-hmm. so this is really where self-awareness comes yeah. in mm-hmm. so you have to be 
really aware of what's going on. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah. I, I suffer from that yeah. as well. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. usually gas like mm-hmm. myself. Like I question if do I really feel sad? No, I'm fine. Yeah. It's just one of those days. Yeah. yeah okay, you know, okay. you keep yeah. saying that. Yeah. 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 I was like, All it's gonna get better things. later. Yeah. I just I just need coffee or you know, you don't let yourself feel what you're feeling. Yeah. It's like it's not good to feel it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's the thing, even with self awareness, right? Like a lot of times we might tend to like uh, intellectualize or like be very logical about what's happening so we know what's going on but then mm. we don't actually sit with the feeling and feel it mm. right like if i'm sad today well i'm just sad right like right. maybe there's maybe i don't need to think so much into why i'm feeling so sad mm-hmm. you know i can just say okay this is my emotion right now because this thing happened and it's making me upset and that's a valid reaction right, right. and sometimes giving ourselves that also helps because it's like you said it's like oh i can feel these things right like i am entitled to having my feelings um about whatever is making me upset and that's okay regardless you know? of what yeah society says or yeah regardless of whatever reaction you get i think there needs to be a distinction from what you're feeling and yeah. what other people are reacting towards what you're feeling and you have to put that separation like i'm okay to feel this way yeah Regardless of whoever is angry that I'm feeling this yeah. way, whoever is reacting yeah. negatively to what I'm feeling. Yeah. But it's it's really so complicated though, right? Like yeah, if you think about it, like it's okay, my these are my feelings, but yeah. I'm not supposed to really be like this anxious about something, so it's attacking me and then someone else is saying, Oh yeah, Josh, it's just like a, just go on stage and start talking and they're like, Oh, but for me it's not that easy. I yeah. think a lot of people and then yeah. then you see someone else do it. Yeah. And then you go on your phone after that and then there's like Gary V coming like, Oh, you gotta hustle, you gotta sleep two hours a day. Oh no, I hate those and people those so hustle much. Hustle mentality and then you're like yeah. Okay, and then you then you in your car, and then you drive past something and then you see, Oh man, I only have a, a Camry and then this guy has like a G Wagon or a yeah. Range Rover. So I think it's also how like social media has really evolved in this new culture of like yeah advertisements where they're like oh if you don't have this kind yeah. of thing you're inferior mm. if you don't make this much salary yeah. you're inferior yeah and uh but it's it's so tough and i think it's yeah. like that's why therapy is needed now more than ever yeah um and and it's very interesting i was on this reddit thread where i was just reading through you know someone was like what's a middle class income in dubai Mm-hmm. And it was a variety of answers or mm-hmm. someone was like well for one person if you're making like 20k a month that's middle class and then there was someone else who's like i only make 7k what are you talking about mm-hmm. and then someone else was like we're expats from this xyz white country and we're making 60k a month and we think that's middle class right so you're <laughs> like well so so what at the end of the day you yes. know who how much is this comparison cycle like going to continue right are you satisfied with what you have at the end of the day are you comfortable with that mm-hmm. because there's always going to be someone who has something more right yes Definitely. there's always going to be the person with the g-wagon comparing themselves to someone else with a g-wagon with like <laughs> t- the two number number plate yeah, right yeah. like so it never ends but it's also about like am i okay with what i have right now but is anyone ever okay with what they have i i'm just thinking like 
like if the moment we we like leave from here like we will go out we will yeah. like these are new pants that i got based like, or there's something that i yeah. see someone with like oh he's got a uh, prada pants or something mm. and then like, really so, you don't <laughs> care about that yeah but exactly no, but saying, like, right me, fashion is like okay like just put on clothes i'm okay i just need yeah. a car from point a to point b yeah but then like uh, i don't know who was saying in the beginning like tech gadgets that is something that yeah. You that like. is like for me like i i have already like a tablet i'm like oh the new one just released or like an iphone will release every what six months is that every year every, every year, year. Yeah, yeah yeah and then like oh i need to get the new one and it, then it's like yeah. and you see someone else get it i'm like uh, like i'm envying that person and yeah. so it really it's it really sucks i think it's the way that advertisements and yeah. marketing now really works like yeah everything really... ties back into capitalism at the end of the day right yeah. like yeah. it is it is very like hustle culture all of that comes from that space um where you have to be productive and the whole thing of like everyone has the same 24 hours in a day no you know you don't yeah, right yeah, like yeah. if you're a tech billionaire your 24 hours are gonna look very different from someone who's doing like who's a nurse and doing that or job right like kids yeah someone, right yeah. or or a teacher or you know or or someone who's like um serving you fast in in a fast food restaurant who's doing that work right like their 24 hours are completely different from yours yeah. you can take a jet to from point a to point b right <laughs> like yeah, your assistant to do yeah Just fuel the plane and get yeah. out otherwise i'll sitting on sky scanner sorting my <laughs> price lowest price <laughs> exactly. and duration right <laughs> like multiple hops al- along the way versus you're like oh like what can you fuel my private jet and i'm j- you know so yeah that's true it's important to understand that sometimes the standards we're expected to live up to are not realistic, realistic. yeah and it's okay mm-hmm. Right, because if you are satisfied, if you are happy with just having a car taking you from point A to point B, it's okay to say, "Oh wow, I wish it was a nicer car." But at the same day, at the same time, you're like, "Well, I I do have this, and and it helps, mm. and I'm comfortable with that." Yeah. Right. Even with a phone, like if you're like, "Well, my phone, I just want it to do like these things, and I'm happy." and then until like i guess it breaks you're like well i'm not gonna buy a new phone right so it is also checking in with yourself about what you want versus what is portrayed to you in terms of what you should have Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah because it's just gonna get worse and worse i i work for a retail you know a retailer and the retail sector is just crazy the way mm. that we market to people the way that we target you specifically yeah and the way that we say okay this group of people, they're likely to buy from us. So let's bombard them as, as much yeah. ads as we can with social media, billboards everywhere. So yeah. the more that marketing evolves, it's just going to get worse for yeah. the consumer lifestyle. Yeah. That if we are not conscious about what we want, what we need, what we're comfortable with, we're just always going to want that more, more and yeah. more. So. And it's also like... Um, something which i read i think it's called this analysis paralysis so like if in case you want to like buy a phone you're like you have samsung apple then you just like you get so overwhelmed like what do i really want like yeah. i want a good camera or i want something that'll just at least yeah chat on whatsapp basically but now yeah. there's so many so many different like uh products yeah. that you can choose from mm-hmm. then you get i get so overwhelmed and then i buy one and i'm like, so excited but in like three days i'm just like okay that's <laughs> 
Yeah, give me a little bit of happiness. Like, yeah, you know, that, that, yeah. What's that, uh, that boost of dopamine. Dopamine, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it's gone. It's really gone, really gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, it's it's really like it's chasing material items is also something that I think everyone needs to learn like to slow down a little bit. But of course, companies want to get their money. CEOs yeah. want to get rich. They want our money, and then so it's it's really really tough. Definitely, and I wanted to touch upon. I'm just veering away from from this topic a little bit, and I wanted to touch upon earlier you mentioned about um your what is it called? Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. <laughs> no, that, that is something that I also yeah. remembered what he said, and something yeah. that I think everyone experiences to some extent. Mm. But I know Janine is like really. Yeah, and I think it stems from again. I don't know, not the professional, but again, Asian culture, us. Middle child. Maybe middle (laughs) child, always trying to prove, you know, to your parents that you're good enough, you're good enough. But actually, am I good enough? And then when things happen that are good, you're like, why am I getting these good Mm. things? Am I worthy enough to be in this position? So do you get a lot of that as well? And is it gender specific is it more female is it more male or or how, how how does it go before when they started the imposter syndrome they were ladies two psychologists yeah. as well mm. they thought it's only predominantly female mm-hmm. but now it's found that it's more, more or less equal okay, okay. yeah okay yeah. so even men even men get, that, get yeah. that yeah but i think men are maybe less likely to show it Especially mm. when you combine it with like privilege and ethnicity. Yes. So there's people who feel very entitled to having things even if they don't deserve them. Yeah. Whereas like you'll see with a lot of like minority groups with a lot of, like you said, Asian culture, you know, spaces where it's pushed very much that you have to be the best no matter what. Yeah. Where you will see more of, well, you know, Am I doing good enough? Because you're always questioning yourself. Because mm-hmm. you don't know what your best is. Yeah. Whereas some people are just like, well, okay, I'm the CEO. And it's okay. I don't know like these many, many things that someone else may be working under me knows. But yeah. I deserve this. Yeah. You know? Um, and are there certain exercise or like things that you feed yourself to be able to cope with it better. Yeah. Because it can impede even what you're doing, right? Because exactly. then your thoughts are like, are you actually good enough? Are you actually good enough? Yeah, yeah. then you spend too much time doing something, even if it's like already done, and yeah. you just keep like, I need to make it perfect. Yeah. I need to yeah. improve a point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for example, for me, I suffer from imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, maybe I don't trust myself, but I do trust my hard work, Right. for example. Mm-hmm. So... I trust that I worked hard in getting my degree. Mm-hmm. I worked hard in passing my exams and getting this license. Yeah. So <clears throat> whatever I worked for is here. Yeah. It put me where, where I am now. Yeah. Right? But it's difficult because especially if you're coming from a background where you've always been compared to your siblings, maybe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is very, very common again in... in in any culture, I suppose. Yeah, in any household. Yeah, yeah. more yeah. more so any collectivistic, you know, background. So mm. like Asian, Arab, mm-hmm. um, you know. That's um, true. Yeah. yeah. There's so many, so many causes of imposter syndrome. One is, yeah, being compared to other people. Yes. Um, yeah. Not being acknowledged enough. Mm. Um, or being too acknowledged as well. So yeah. when you make a mistake, it's like, so it means all it's the end your, of the world. Yeah, all your achievements <laughs> yeah. were yeah. fake because yeah. why can't you do it now? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
So yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. But it is like a very Asian thing where like parents would like post, oh, my son is cum laude or my son yeah. Oh, yeah. passed the first in his <laughs> class and all the other parents would be like, oh crap, uh, Gloria has a super smart son. Yeah. Then then we try to project it on our own children. Like, why aren't you studying hard enough? You know. Why can't so, you be like Gloria's son? Why mm-hmm. can't you be like my mom this is Gloria's son? Why am I thinking of my mom? But it's just basically that, right? Like everyone really likes to flaunt their their own like achievements, and even more Filipino parents like to really yeah. flaunt their. Their kids' achievements, like yeah, any Asian parents, my old company, there was like aunties who would come sit beside me and show pictures of their child, and I'm just like, okay, can I just eat in peace or something? But it's like it's like it's a very yeah. common thing, especially when parents are like super proud of their children, yeah. and because it's also an extension of their identity, right? Because it's mm. like this child has achieved this because of us right yes yeah yes. Right? so it's, it's my like, doing yeah, yeah so so proud of that because of that reason and yeah, yeah. No, and also imagine being raised by a narcissistic parent for example i'm talking about my mom sorry mom yeah. you're dead but i think it's something that a lot of us experience growing up so my two siblings the first born and the last born i'm also oh, middle, so middle oh, okay. I'm, I'm the only one so yeah. i'm the odd one out today <laughs> so they're both really really smart like okay. so the first born always gets first place all the time so she's the pride mm. right and the last born is also like naturally genius like mm-hmm. she can do many stuff anyway mm. And I'm the type who's like a laid back type. You know, I just want to play. I just want to make friends. I just want to be lazy. I'm lazy. Yeah. You know? So I've always been compared to both of them. But to my mom, if her child doesn't go on a stage, Hmm. you know, in Philippines, they go to the stage with the parent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our requirement for her. Mm. Like every year, she should be going on the stage. Right. Yeah. If not, you're like. Yeah. A shitty yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah. You did not do enough. Yeah. You didn't do enough. Yeah. Yeah. For me, as, as long as my mom wasn't called to school, I was okay. <laughs> like, so that For us now, yeah. yeah. The standard was low. Yeah, it was really low as me. long as I'm not called to the principal's office, I'm good. <laughs> good achievement, Josh. But yeah, it's, 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 it's really a very weird dynamic that really has happened over the last few years in terms of like mental health and like coping up mechanisms everything that you can name and one of them is also like um, physical exercise how exercise like how important is that because everyone says oh if you take a run in the morning you your mind will like be hit with a lot of dopamine and you'll be okay for the rest of the day and and even alongside physical exercise everyone also starts saying like there's so much medication available now but then again, their parents were like hesitant on like giving their kids like um, Zoloft or Concerta yeah. or these kinds of medications that can really change the brain chemistry to some extent. Yeah, or the so, behavior. Or yeah. behaviors yeah. or like some sort of, I don't know, like change your mood basically. Whatever yeah. SRRI or yeah. receptors, mm-hmm. all this, all this <laughs> technical stuff, which you I'm pretty sure already know. Yeah. So how important is it like to like, to find that perfect cocktail that can really help you and like in terms of yeah. how much time you should dedicate to like i don't know some people say meditation or yoga and then physical exercise like weight lifting and then medication so how mm-hmm. on diet as well 
Yeah. Because they say, oh, stay away from like all these kinds of foods or and have yeah. more of these. So how how would you recommend to someone like on a very basic level? Yeah. Uh, what is like a good things or some resources that they can do every day to change their life like a like little bit little by little? You wanna go first? Yeah, I I think it also depends on like what you're going through, right? Like if it is something that does need medication, then you know to have a discussion with a psychiatrist that you're seeing Mm -hmm. and then also with a therapist so i always suggest like a combined therapy plus medicine approach is best and then in therapy you can talk about you know um what are some life lifestyle changes that you want to make as well right like whether that means you want to start incorporating exercise in your routine but it's also a very step-by-step thing it's it's not because it goes back to that whole idea of if you put too much pressure on yourself and too many expectations of doing everything at once, mm. then you might not even get to a point of starting, right? right? So it's more about like, how do I build these little steps towards what I want to do? Mm-hmm. So instead of doing like, oh, I'm going to start running tomorrow morning when you've never run before, you might start with, okay, I'm just going to like stretch a little bit. Maybe I'll walk around a bit and then, you know, I'll work my way up from there. Or even at the gym, like with something like weightlifting. Okay, but what what is something that I'm comfortable with? What is something that I enjoy doing, right? Mm-hmm. So it can be any form of movement that makes you feel good right. that you want to start, you know, with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's no, it's there's no like one thing, one size fits all approach for yeah. everyone. But it is very much like, you know, a team effort with yeah. you basically leading the things and then um your team of let's say like a psychiatrist and a psychologist working with you to get to that point so even with medication you know it's it is good to be like cautious and wary like you don't want to over medicate so that's why i always recommend like working together versus just seeing a therapist or just seeing a psychiatrist do you usually have a like a connected effort or is it collaboration yeah, yeah. like the psychiatrist yeah. and the therapist okay yeah. so yeah. both at the same time yeah um, so okay. even while you're taking medication right because like you have medication and then there's refills like every once in a while yeah. so you go to the psychiatrist you have a check-in again but in that period of time usually like you would be seeing um, a psychologist, psychologist as well for therapy so you know because then you're making like you're changing the root cause let's say of the issue right Mm. because medication is just like surface level helping it's not going to change you know let's say if you look at the world one way medication might help you feel less of the symptoms around let's say being anxious and looking at the world that way but it's not going to take your anxiety away or it's not going to help you move to a a way of looking at the world which helps you feel better Mm -hmm. right so that's why Medication is very useful, especially when you're experiencing intense effects of any mental health concern. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it is a combined effort. And like, Eileen, you want to add? Yeah, that? just to be a little bit more technical, you mentioned about exercise, right? Yeah, it's actually it's actually been proven. Like, even if you do like a cardio for fifteen minutes, it reduces your risk of uh, having depression and anxiety by twenty six percent. Wow, so yeah. that's a huge. It's amount. huge. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but don't overexercise as well because if you exercise for more than three hours, then that's more associated with poor mental health. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. then it's like more obsessive, it's like obsessive you know, yeah. like three hours in a day. Ooh, what is it called? Body dysmorphia? 
Yeah, but that's when. But what is I? I see when 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 you don't see your body as how other people. See yeah, it. yeah. Okay. Like but you, you might be a really skinny person, and then you might look in the mirror and go, "Well, I'm really yeah. fat." Or people with yeah. uh, eating disorders usually obsessively uh, work out. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. so that's why the three-hour thing is a bit of a, like yeah. a. Right. red so, flag yeah so yeah. what's the perfect balance like so like maybe an, an hour of uh yeah. like a workout every day is yeah ideal? whatever works for you yeah know? basically okay. at basically. the end of the day like everything goes back to your unique mm-hmm. what works for yeah. you that's true that's true what, so yeah. how does yeah. exercise improve your mood right. just to get into that so it releases epinephrine which is our body's um natural way of pain relief Okay. Yeah, dopamine, serotonin. Yeah. So these are responsible the happy for hormones. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and it also lessens the cortisol, which is the stress hormone. Yeah. Okay. So it reduces stress as well. Okay. So in this way, you could see how it can benefit you mentally. Right? Okay. And what else was the question? Uh, medication. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is important to a point where, for example, if you seek therapy and you are in very severe major depressive uh, state. You are you are not receptive to whatever I'm yeah. going to say. You are right. in that state where nothing matters. You would just want to just kill yourself, mm. for example. Sorry, mm. trigger warning. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> so then it would be beneficial to get medication. Yeah. Just to get get you to, to that level. Yeah. To where you can be receptive of the therapy yeah. itself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I don't recommend just medication yeah. or being uh, totally dependent on medication. I just like to give an example. Like uh, we had patients uh, who were uh, who had alcohol addiction and drug addiction. This is when you were doing your yeah thing. clinical yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, what they tend to do is that they just give them medications, right? Okay. But that doesn't really fix the problem. Yeah. You just give you just make them dependent to a new medication yeah a new right? substance yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. True. so you have to go to psychotherapy as well to yeah. help you ease out from those medications yeah. as well because mm-hmm. what's the benefit then yeah. just change your medications change your addiction yeah. it doesn't really make sense right mm-hmm. so it's that's just how more they, societally acceptable yeah. to be on those specific things versus like but those medications are addictive as well yeah mm-hmm. Because it makes you feel better and yeah. now you're yeah. gearing towards it because yeah. it makes me feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as you said, it really is a process, huh? It mm-hmm. is. Because yeah. like one day you'll feel, oh, I'm feeling so much better. And yeah. then the next day something triggers you and you're like, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. So it always has to be like a slow process, yeah. slowly but surely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See, psychotherapy will give you tools yeah. to, to handle this triggers yeah when they come like it's not gonna go away right like triggers that there's always going to be triggers mm-hmm. but it's about how you deal with them at the end of the day mm-hmm. like because life is gonna keep happening you know, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you're gonna feel sad you're gonna feel like upset by things but you know how is it that you're coping in that moment are you going oh okay like i recognize that this is making me upset i'm having these feelings right now i know how to cope with them mm-hmm. if i need to versus Oh, life is terrible. Nothing matters. <laughs> everyone, you know, is everyone bad. is bad. Josh, you know. No, but it, yeah. it, I, I like the fact that you also said that and and brought that up because like there's so many like quick fixes that we we tell people. Like for me, like one thing that really worked well for me is, uh, in the beginning was giving up social media, mm-hmm. but yeah. then I still had this this urge to always be on my phone. Then instead of like Instagram, I'm like 24/7 on Reddit. Mm. like even before i sleep i'm like maybe scrolling an hour on reddit yeah 
and uh, so like everything that like we recommend someone especially you guys yeah. when you tell like okay maybe why don't you try sleeping like a little bit more get that yeah. one hour yeah. additional sleep yeah. and then uh might work for them in the beginning but then yeah. again they go back to their old habits yeah. so it's also yeah, about exactly. being accountable to yourself yeah yeah and because it's 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 really so like so such a difficult topic because you can yeah. you can tell these guys everything okay so you take 36 mg of zoloft yeah. you take xanax and then you do this you get eight hours of sleep yeah. uh try to cut down on carbs yeah. then he goes home you're not standing beside him yeah. or her and then they go back to their old ways so it's yeah this is where therapeutic alliance comes into play yeah it's okay. very important to have that between the therapist and the, the client, client yeah. because if they don't have this alliance then the, the client will not do the homeworks that's yeah. been given mm. to them. Yeah. so if you're not following your therapist so maybe there's no alliance <laughs> yeah. between the two of you there's no real connection or understanding between the two of you yeah and it's also about like uh, to some extent therapists understanding where their client is at at that point like you know like for me for example or even for you you we might see the journey of how this is going to go already when someone comes in but we have to meet them where they're at we can't like push you to do yeah. something that you're not ready to mm-hmm. do at that point because then it won't feel as natural as you know something else might mm-hmm. because you have to go through those steps to get to that stage where you're feeling like okay i'm ready to do this you know i'm yeah. ready to take on more accountability i'm ready to like um look at the patterns that are happening in my life um yeah. you know i'm i'm ready to maybe share more um yeah and that's like you said janine it is a journey it's not like i'll come for a day or two and then everything's great yeah. and i'm perfect and yeah. or I, i watch a reel from social media yeah and, and now i, I know. save then i'll watch this again later when i yeah. feel down where did it go like, yeah. so so i think we can end on uh, on this note so therapy is is very easily available in the oe as yeah. of recently there are a lot of different like centers or clinics yeah. that can really specialize in this and there are definitely people like this episode is basically to bring this all to light i know yeah we didn't like go deep details about your brain chemistry and all these yeah. things but it's i think it's something that can has to be worked in privately or like a one-to-one session yeah so i'm pretty sure like there are things that people have to definitely look out for like what you mentioned the dynamic between the psychiatrist psychiatrist yes yes and uh <laughs> patient yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and all the these like, therapeutic alliance yes, there, this yeah. alliance that you yeah. just spoke yeah. about so what are some key tips that you would recommend to someone like when they are trying to get into this journey of therapy especially like because i'm pretty sure that you must have come so- across someone who's like maybe in your mind you're like i can't help this person but maybe like like you would say yeah. this to eileen like i can maybe recommend you to eileen because yeah. that is her spe- specialty or yeah. she can maybe relate to you a little bit more she just did that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i did um but it's also like so like you said it is more available so we also have like websites where there's like decent amount of details about you know what our specializations are what do we do and you can always call and check as well with the reception in that place you know ask them well i'm going through this who would you recommend because they would know as well right so that is the first step um the second is even if you do come for a session and you know the therapist is not sure of how to proceed they might check in with you and say well Are you comfortable with me recommending you to someone who knows this better? Yeah. Right. Okay. So it is about like creating those steps for 
the clients as well. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't feel so intimidating. Yeah. And also, you know, there are some questions you can ask your therapist, like, you know, what is your approach? How do you work? You know, um, how would you describe your method of working with your yeah. clients? Um, what can I expect out of this session? You know, and then the therapist will ask maybe the same things, like, what are your expectations out of coming to therapy? So I think just having like a general idea of, you know, um, what you want going in or um, even if it's not a very structured thought, it can just be, I don't know why I'm here, but I want to figure some things out. That's okay. fine. Yeah. Right. So that gives you some help in terms of, well, how do I want to approach this mm -hmm. um, space? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I just also want to add that for those who are seeking therapy, when you are in that space, that space is for you. Yeah. This is mm -hmm. what I keep telling my clients. Like, I am on your side. I want what is best for you. This space is catered for what you need. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you don't have to think about me. Mm -hmm. It's about you. If you want to say bad words, be angry, do yeah. it. There yeah. will yeah. be no judgment. This yeah. is for you. And then I always give this example of one client who was... Okay, who has domestic violence going on? Oh. What she does is she comes in, she talks a little bit, and she sleeps for the rest of the session. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that's the only place where she feels yeah. safe. safe. Ah. Yeah. That's her rest. Mm. Yeah. That's okay, her okay. space. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I mean. Like that space is catered for you. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't feel like comfortable in that space yeah. and you could always seek for another therapist mm. there's yeah. nothing wrong with that don't yeah. think about hurting yeah. your feelings yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. do you feel bad if like like if i'm your client and then suddenly i'm at the center like oh josh i didn't know i had you today i'm like oh no i'm with chanan today so is it is it weird or is it like <laughs> usually we're the ones doing the referrals yeah. so, oh, okay, okay. so yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it's not but you can of course make that choice like you can make the decision as well that i don't think i felt comfortable here maybe i want to speak to someone else as well and, and you're completely well within your rights to do that. Yeah. Okay. On a human level, will I feel bad? Like, or will you feel bad? Probably. Like, yeah. as, oh, no. <laughs> Imposter <laughs> syndrome uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, is oh, here. Yeah. 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 But also at the end of the day, as like a professional, no. Because, you know, you're doing what's best for you. And that's what we have to yeah, yeah, keep in mind. True. Because yeah. I'm going on that with my barber because my barber is on, <laughs> on vacation. So I've been going to this other guy who's in the same and he's so much better and he's coming back from vacation. I'm just like, I don't want to go back to you. I want to start with this other guy. So I, I don't know how to tackle it now. <laughs> so yeah, he'll definitely feel bad. But as you said, it's a place of business. Yeah. They need to have a salary. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you feel the comfortable. most comfortable yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Space is for you. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's good. So maybe like when, when you have your first consultation and you check in like, where, where are you now? Where do you want to be? you have any preference like when it comes to maybe religion or sex of your of your, of your therapist? therapist. And Ethnic well, ethnicity to a certain extent if you feel like, you know, like what languages do you speak? Mm -hmm. Will I be more like I speak Hindi and Punjabi as well? So okay. like if somebody's coming in, they're not comfortable in English. And of course, you know, that's something exactly. uh, okay. I, I can do. So, Language barrier. Yeah, so, right, play. right. Absolutely, yeah. right. Because yeah. you're all you also express emotions differently in different languages. Right. Uh, for some people, like a cultural cultural understanding might be very important. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you know, um, if you just say, well, it's an Asian thing and then you just want someone who gets it versus yeah. having to like explain the whole the thing, whole thing about, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. So it's things like this that are for 
more for the person to think about like what do i want in my therapist when i go yeah it, it's also some people can just be like well it's okay i just want to explore and see what's out there mm-hmm. and that's fine too yeah. It's really, it really is personal choice. Yeah, and just to add writing, also yeah. that it's also our responsibility as therapists to be multiculturally trained. Yeah. So just right. because we're not the same uh, yeah. nationality doesn't mean I cannot treat you. No, yeah. it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just your preference. That's fine. But yeah, yeah we are equipped. We are equipped. We are yeah. equipped. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure if like you have Filipino clients, a lot of them would naturally gravitate gravitate towards, towards you yeah, yeah that's fine yeah. yeah yeah but that doesn't mean she cannot help them she also yeah. has Filipino yeah. clients yeah. Oh, okay. you know okay okay yeah. that's, that's yeah. nice that's so nice. since we're talking about you guys are well equipped where can I can our listeners find you reach out to you how, how do they do that um so we're both at um we're we're at two centers so we're at lifeworks holistic counseling center which is in um, mm-hmm. um they have a website you know you can read more about us on there and mm-hmm. then we're also at my conscious mind uh, mental health center which is in barsha heights. heights okay very close to the metro station yeah there you <laughs> go very convenient <laughs> yes yeah. and if like our listeners want to maybe reach out to you personally do you have like instagram or like an email that you maybe want to share so maybe they can try to get the ball rolling then you can recommend to them like or do you also do the yeah. count like the initial counseling or is it like a separate person or a team who does that like they when when they match the patient to you or it's usually reception who like deals with the phone calls okay. but you can you can always write personally to us as well and you know check in with us and we're more than happy to have that yeah. um conversation so i am my instagram is private so i don't use it for this but okay. you can always people can reach out to me at my email so i have it's just my name, so chanan at lifeworks.ae or chanan at mcmdubai.com. Um, yeah, that's that's me. Right. Yeah, for me, yeah, we work at the same place, so she be just. So you said it's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do have an Instagram account, but I'm not really very actively okay, posting. Okay. But yeah, I do check it, so it's trust me, I'm a therapist. Nice. Oh, yeah, wow. that's okay, my name. Okay. Yeah. And of course, they can also reach out to us and then maybe yeah, we can yeah, collaborate yeah, together and see yeah, what we can do. Because yeah. I know um, a lot of people still feel very shy about these yeah, topics. And yeah. Like people even still remain anonymous. Like I, oh, yeah, I feel yeah. so ashamed even yeah. having yeah. such a problem. So yeah. it's good that we can actually speak together, yeah. dish this out and make sure like these are topics that at the end of the day will make us better people, make us feel better. And it should not be looked at in like a negative way mindset as well yeah yeah for sure and uh, oh one more thing i forgot but if people are also you know if rates are not accessible enough um if insurance is not covering and if you really do still want to seek help um my conscious mind dubai has the it's on the entertainer so if anybody has the entertainer they can you know search that and i think it's half off uh, yeah. half wow. off for their but yeah That's but yeah yeah having yeah. it accessible for everyone yeah if they're not but yeah. is it generally covered under insurance therapy or some for some, for yeah. for some, some insurances okay. there's so you can just go in and like maybe how you go to the doctors and you might pay like a very small amount and that's yeah. it mm-hmm. and then the rest is covered by insurance others like you pay the full amount and then you can claim it yeah, yeah. Okay. so it's always useful to check yeah. with your insurance about um you know coverage. what's covered what's yeah. not yeah mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this was really nice. Like like uh, it was such a perfect timing that we actually had 
you guys here especially on mental health awareness month because mm-hmm. when you guys reached out to us it was very like because we we also took a short break but it, yeah. it managed to work out perfectly and our logistics was chaos guys <laughs> like scheduling these guys like they're so busy and so, no, i'm not throwing everything at you but like no it's good also then they're helping us, more people yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 but it was really nice having yeah. you guys um thank you so much we yeah. had fun yeah. too we had yeah. fun yeah. this is lovely yeah, yeah. i've been so much fun yeah max is so <laughs> well he's finally calm <laughs> Yeah. See, this is the space we create. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> such so, a safe space. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. And for those who would like to reach out, let us know. They have their emails as well. If you want to reach out directly to them or you want to let us know, please send us an email at half a nice day podcast at gmail.com. Half a nice day show. Half a nice day show at gmail.com. <laughs> I don't even know our emails anymore. Uh, or go to Instagram at half a nice day podcast. You'll find us there. We still have our handy advice section, Google Forms, if you want to remain anonymous. But just as Icy did, she gave us her name and her handle so we can message her afterwards on Instagram. Yeah, just to give her a heads All up. up to you, as they said. Yeah. You know, it always is what you're comfortable with. So let us know how you would like to get in touch with us or not. Yeah. We'll still be here. <laughs> and we're, uh, I was actually planning on like bringing back like all guests, uh, like maybe in like a few months, just checking in and see what like progress everyone has been doing or things that they've been doing. So definitely, we'll have you back in the future. Sure. Just to like also yes. catch up, see what's yeah. new with you guys. Or and if there's like another any... question about mental health. Yeah. yeah. Because we now have <laughs> the professionals to help yeah. us with but that. But it, it was really cool having you guys. Um, yeah. At least I know now that we can have four people on a podcast because <laughs> so far I've been doing three or two. And yeah. uh, but yeah. really, thanks for coming. Really appreciate it. And. Uh, Have a nice day. Have a nice day, guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Bye.